Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hi, how we doing? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada, and I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. We'll see. And also we have Paula, my co-host. How are we doing today? She is super happy today. And explain exactly why you are super happy today. Because we have a very special guest. And who, by who, is our special guest? My fiancé, Justin, finally. (laughs) She has a smile from ear to ear. It's hilarious. And she's getting all like, as if like a kid getting a gift. (laughs) That's because maybe I love him. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for coming. It's awesome. We always like having people on the show that actually have more information than me and are more been around the world. Mark, example. Yes, I know you're listening. And, of course, as well, Justin. Justin's been to almost every Disney park there is. Uh, Would you tell me what's before? 11 out of 12? 11 out of 12 theme parks worldwide now. God, man. Man, you guys travel. Jeez. I didn't go to all of them with him. I <laughs> no, don't even no, know the California you, you one. Give me the list of. Well, here's where I'm going in June, Craig. Here's where I'm going in July, Craig. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, we have to plan accordingly, don't we? I agree. I agree. But <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I thought I was a traveler because I go like you know way down south every winter, and I'm like, oh, we added a new nothing. trip by That's... the way that I forgot to tell you. About. Oh, which trip are we doing now? Singapore. Singapore, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're gonna have to go to the Singapore hotel, of course, and have a Singapore sling. Okay, I ah, guess we will. Sounds that's good. the original Singapore there, by the way, yes. Ooh, nice. There we go. Let yes. me know if there's anything you want brought back from Ooh, Singapore. That's a dangerous question right it there. It is, okay. I, <laughs> I didn't ask do, do, it. Do you, do you want to bring another bag of luggage with you? I you do Because you might not. need one, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean something that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, okay, I got you, okay. <laughs> and that won't give me too much trouble. Ah, uh, okay, so you saw Kuthu Customs. There yeah. you go, yes, yes. And to find. Exactly, yeah. So, also want to mention on our show that there's going to be a newsletter. So, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter before, please do go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. And so, what it is is once a month we send out a newsletter to all the people on our email address. We don't spam you, by the way. And what it is is that this is going to be a newsletter that's going to have some information about some new recipes. We're going to have all the information about the build the tiki bar that we did with Mark and Paula. Uh, we're also going to have some episode information on there and some really cool facts. Right? Nice. Yes. Very good. Yes. So what drink will we be talking about today? So I figured that, uh, you know, since Justin is your you know, your other half, that we would do the Suffering Bastard. Aww, and you're... In your perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Suffering bastard because he's getting married to me. Poor thing. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> That's mean, Craig. You're mean. I'm just... It's pun. Come on now. It's a good joke. <laughs> it is a good joke. It's good radio. <laughs> he suffers but he gets a lot a lot too let's that's that right way. the sweet and salty together oh hey i like the the analogy i like that one there we yep. go for all you bartenders out there you understand that one very quick i'm half and half like tequila rim the tequila rim that's <laughs> right we talked about 
salty on one side and sugary on the other side. That's there me. we go. Oh, you got it. So sweet. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, so the drink is actually called Suffering Bastard. It's actually called the Suffering Bastard. Wow. I'm gonna go through why it's actually called that. So how did the great Suffering Bastard start? So this drink actually started back in Egypt in 1940s by Joe Salam. And during his time at the Long Bar and Shepherd's Hotel in Cairo. So actually, he was actually one of the world's famous bartenders at that time. And also, I'll just let you know a little bit of history about him. He's actually an Egyptian Jew who trained for chemistry in France. Wow. I know. That's an interesting combination. Like that's an interesting combination going on. And then he ends up in Egypt. Okay. Yeah, like he, he's a man of the world, this one, isn't he? Well, yeah. So it's pretty cool. The fact that I found out about him is actually he speaks nine languages. Ooh, he beat me. Yeah. <laughs> By one. No, uh, no so anyway. So anyways, he speaks English, French, Arabic, Spanish, Italian, Germany. Yes, this list goes on and on. Uh, Greek, Russian, and apparently he speaks all these eight languages fluently. Wow. Yeah. I can't even get English down pat sometimes. And <laughs> Spanish is like, forget it. You know about me in Spanish. doesn't work at all. No. So, uh, yeah. You shouldn't, he, you shouldn't he even He beats me it. for sure. Yeah. No, but I have to say that I'm so glad that you're on the show because when we do anything that has to do with Spanish, or you any other so language, are there to correct me. <laughs> Can I correct you now? Sure. What do we do now? Why, why are you calling him Salam? Salam. It's Shalom. There's Shalom. an actual H like there. Like he's Jewish. Shalom. Yes, he is. He's Jew. Holy shit. Get your schnauts and slurring. Let's go to Shalom. So you do know how to say SH okay. together. Yeah, that was bad. That was that was bad. I, I got a minute. I take that back. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he, he so apparently he got around a lot and was pretty global, huh? Exactly. So actually he was very cultured and popular and actually rubbed elbows with like kings and tycoons, prime ministers and even movie stars. Look at Shalom go. Shalom. Shy. Huh. <laughs> Watch that microphone. It's dangerous. Sorry. <laughs> shalom to you, too. What? Uh, <laughs> it's sure. a word. Shalom is a word. Meaning what? I think it's hello or something of the sort. I should Google I, that. I think that's shalom. Oh, so there you go. So it actually does have a meaning. Yeah, I, that's what now I'm... Now she's going to Google it here. Hang on a second. Do, 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 Used as a salutation by Jews at meeting or parting, meaning peace. Ah, so his name actually means peace. Yes. Boy, well, he's in the war, so that doesn't do me any good. <laughs> peace be with you. Yeah, right. I got my rifle here, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what inspired Mr. Shalom Shalom, to make this oh, drink? Autocorrect, autocorrect. Dee, 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 dee. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so speaking of his, Aussie in Cairo at the time in the 1940s was the war. And so a lot of the supplies were cut to the city, and so Shalom was forced to actually use some sort of substandard spirits at the time that he managed to beg, borrow, and steal. And it actually often left a mark on his guests like a hangover. Oh, my God. So, of course, enters the suffering bastard because it's like a kind of hangover remedy. Like, you know, really? on, yeah. So, example, like in Canada on Sundays, the most popular drink on a Sunday morning in Canada is the Bloody Caesar because it's a hangover remedy. You're joking. Nope. Don't this, check. Is, this is Cairo, right? So instead of hair of the dog, it's hair of the sphinx? Hair's the sphinx. Exactly. Yeah. You suffering bastard. I don't even know what the hair of the dog is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a part of the it's drinking a, world, people. That's basically like a drink that they've made in the past for hangovers. Yes, exactly. Yes. Ew. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so in 1942, Cairo actually felt the presence of the war and the Lombard 
was kind of like the Rick's Cafe that we know in Casablanca. That's a beautiful mu- m- musical. That's a beautiful <laughs> movie. So, wait, wait. You've seen the movie? I love Casablanca. It's beautiful. No, Who this, hasn't this seen Casablanca? This, uh, folks, this is a first. Usually, I've seen the movie and she hasn't. This is one where she's seen the movie and I haven't. No way. I have not seen this movie. It is on my wish list on all my iTunes, though. So, there we go. Hmm. And yes. when are you going to watch it? Oh, i got a big wish list. So here, okay. You know. Okay. Okay. South Pacific's on there too. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that yet either. So, yes. well, it's a beautiful movie. You should it's watch it. It's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. So, instead of spies or romance that we know from the movies, actually, it was a place where the Montgomerys, yes, mm-hmm. men would actually gather to get liquid courage to face Rommel. So, liquid courage, we talked about this before about gin. So, gin was given to the soldiers back in World War One. Sort of kind of like, okay, drink this. It's going to give you courage to fight. In other words, we're going to get you drunk, give you a gun, and send you on your merry way. So that's what it was. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Very interesting. <laughs> Who is Romo? So Romo actually is a field marshal that was one of the Germans' most popular generals during World War II and actually gained enemy's respect with his victories as a commander of the Africa Corps. Wow. He was also earned the nickname of Desert Fox. Now, I think there's actually a movie, a black and white movie called Desert Fox. Should I Google that too? No, no, we got time for that one. <laughs> but it's out there, I'm pretty sure. So he actually gained popularity in the Arab world as a liberator from the British rule and was regarded as both one of the Hitler's most famous generals and one of Germany's most popular military leaders. Okay. He was so, a guy you want to bring to the party. You know, hey. So I guess Shalom and him weren't too good of a friend. Didn't see eye to eye. No. No, no. Okay. I didn't know you were a historian, Craig. I'm not really a historian, but you know me, anything to do with booze, I'm going to research it out. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? If it's anything to do with a drink, I'm going to be like, yeah. And it's actually pretty funny. So then there'd be times where I'll give a drink to a customer and I'm pretty sure either... So here's the thing. So example, like if I give you a Moscow mule at my bar, I'll tell you the story about the Moscow mule, the history of it. And I can tell like 50% of them are like really interested, like, oh, really cool. And they're half like, yeah, dude, just want my drink so I can drink my drink. <laughs> yeah, okay? shut up. Bartender. Seriously, I really don't care about the history. I just like the drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't move it along. Give. Make me another one, will you? Red thing. Yeah. But there are some people that are like, oh, I did not know that. That's really cool. Yeah, like me. I'm exactly. always like, oh wow, so cool. Did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have an actual question about this drink. There we go. You mentioned. That his supplies were limited. Exactly. When, when he, he was making, up. Yes. yeah, when he was making this drink. So, what is in it? So, let's talk about the ingredients, the recipe of this drink. Mm. So, we're gonna do one ounce of gin, and what I do for that one is I suggest a London dry gin. So, don't do like a Bombay sapphire or anything that has a lot of tangents or any kind of notes in it. You want something that's more like just a London dry basic gin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to do one ounce of brandy, a uh, half ounce of lime cordial. What's that? So lime cordial is not lime juice, by the way, folks. And when you do, you go down to your grocery store in the pop area and you'll see lime cordial right beside the grenadine. So lime cordial is kind of like lime juice with sugar and carbonation. Okay. It's kind of a... Sprite. pop, but yeah, well, it's it's more flat than 7-Up, really. Okay, okay. Two dashes of bitters and about four ounces of ginger beer. Hmm. So if you don't like ginger, this is not a drink for you. But if you love ginger, this is definitely a drink for you. I did not like it. <laughs> I know she, she did the face. I did the face. She did the picky pear face, and uh, Justin witnessed it there. It was it was good. Poor thing. He's been witnessing that face for a year and a half. Now. Well, it's funny. So yes, yeah, so we had the drink downstairs. So Paul's like, "Ooh," and then Justin's like, "No, I loved it. It's great. It's great." <laughs> well, he's a normal person. He's he's an actual <laughs> drinker. He loved it. 
but I'm not I'm not a parameter. So I see as picky pairs, you do have your own pickiness. Oh yeah, for okay, sure. for okay. sure. We have totally different pickinesses. There we go. So we will put the recipe, by the way, on the website. So don't worry about writing it down. We will go through that process. So I have I have another interesting question yes. then. So this this is we actually know exactly who created and it's only one recipe there's not like five six seven yeah like we've done before in the past where tiki drinks are all kind of questionable like who did this and who made that and whatever so this is actually one of the very few tiki drinks that actually know who created it and when and we have only one recipe for it that's right oh my god way around it i never thought of it we actually always do more than one recipe yeah yeah wow so it's just one guy one recipe (laughs) period no questions asked it's shalom no one else. That's I don't know that. why, but that's just so funny. I don't understand why. That's like a, yeah, shalom, shalom to you too. Yeah. Okay, so where did the guy then, shalom guy, get his supplies? So we talked about he had to sort of beg, borrow, and steal. Steal. <laughs> steal for booze. Unbelievable. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, so mm-hmm. the gin actually came from South Africa from a postal exchange. The brandy was stolen. There you go. From the British <laughs> Army. So while they're sitting there drinking, he's like, thank you for the brandy. Yeah. Uh, the bitters was concocted by a local pharmacist, and the ginger beer was actually locally brewed by a Greek merchant. Interesting. So quite a little stir pot going on there of like stuff. He, he you could know have just mean? created something easier that he didn't have to steal. No, see, the thing about tiki, and actually, I don't know if Justin has done any major tiki drinks at home, is that when you do a recipe for tiki, you have to go out and like find all the ingredients. It's super hard. So example, like all my bitters, I finally found a small little market store in the Byward Market that sells all the bitters. I found a coffee shop that has all the OJs and cream to coconuts and lavenders. And then I found another spot where I can get special herbs and spices. And literally, you have to do this little hunt. It's like me with my skincare. I know what you mean. Not easy. <laughs> Not easy. I can't relate. But anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, shaved head. Don't have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's not hair it's, care. It's, it's skin the, care. It's the best. You splash the water in the morning and I just go out the door. I'm done. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's a, so back to the, the drink. drink. Look okay. at me. Look at me going back in track. We always do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But usually you're the one that's like, okay, on that note. And then yeah. we get back. But I should get a shirt made that way. On that note? On that note. <laughs> I would love that. By the way, you have a beautiful authentic hawaiian shirt on today yes. and why do i have a whole, how do you know it's authentic i because i was way. taught by a very intelligent guy that when you know the pocket has the pattern that is matching the shirt. with the shirt it's authentic that's right like there a louis vuitton bag as we talked about before <laughs> exactly, yeah. anyhow oh i don't know if she's joking or not <laughs> that's the, the beauty problem, of sarcasm oh he, do. he does i do yeah same problem oh yeah when you're like she says something you're like what and you're, she's like oh I'm joking, dear. Okay, hello. Calm down. Yeah, her sarcasm is completely undetectable. Ah, it see, it's exactly not just like me. Speech. See, I'm not just the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why people always see, think that I'm like... You need to work on, like... No, it's on the tone. It's all on the yeah, tone. Yeah, I know, but I, but that's the beauty of sarcasm. You're not supposed to change your tone. No, no, but if you change your tone, then it's almost like, yeah, okay, that's clearly sarcasm. Yeah, we need it spelled out for us. I don't want to be clear about my sarcasm. I'll give you an example. So, like some guy one day goes, well, do you sell beer here? And I go, no, sir, we sell cars, but we're flat out. Wow. (laughs) Right? So, it's (laughs) it's all in the tone, and it's all in the presentation. Okay, yeah. On that note. Yes, let's keep on going. So, 
okay, so we discovered where he got his supplies from. We yes. discovered that this is not the best place to get them. Yes. And now I want to know, if you ever get all the supplies, do you shake or stir your Shaken drink? or stirred. Anyway, so yeah, you're going to do is you're going to shake this, but not you can do is shake everything except for the ginger beer. So you can put everything else in a shaker with your ice, everything except for the ginger beer, shake that, then strain it into a Collins glass with some fresh ice, which we talked about before, and then top that off with a ginger beer. Interesting. And do yeah. you garnish it? Yeah, so the garnish on this is going to be a mint sprig and an orange wheel. That's a lot of garnish for someone that's begging and stealing for stuff. No, so too, but is there a lot of oranges in Cairo? <laughs> Yes. There, I'm just curious. I don't know. Like, is is, no, is yes. oranges a thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's a Because, pretty... I mean, if you're, like you said, you're scrounging for stuff, why would you do something so fancy as an orange? Yeah, and, and a whole <laughs> twig. of mint. Yeah, like is there a half little, a branch. Is, is there a little garden behind the bar where they're growing the stuff? Exactly. Like, <laughs> why not use just a little leaf if you're begging for stuff? Or just no garnish at all. Like, beggars can't be choosers. I learned <laughs> like, that recently. Ah, there we go. We got a new line. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I don't want to be a beggar, because I want to choose. <laughs> that's right. Because she's a picky eater. Here and I'm, I'm, I'm picky everything, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty picky with Josh the Josh is shaking his head. Yes, yes. That's because yes. it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That oh, was very nice learning about the bastard. There we go. The suffering <laughs> bastard. Oh, <laughs> There we go. Oh, honey, that's your new nickname. <laughs> no, don't, no, no, don't put it on me because I'm going to feel guilty then. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to be getting some email from Justin going, Craig, way to go. Thank you very much. Now, apparently, I'm the suffering bastard. And okay. it's a running joke. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're the most loved bastard in the world, honey. Aww. <laughs> that's so cute. Backhanded compliment. I'm not quite sure how you should take that. Is that like good or bad? I'm not quite sure. It's like, <laughs> I love you. Oh, fine. Well, I brought him, Craig. You wanted to know about the Disney Tiki stuff. I brought him for you. Yes. Yeah, so we brought in Dust Justin. And by the way, Justin is also a co-host with Paula on a YouTube channel called Picky Pears. So, Justin, do you want to explain to the audience exactly what the YouTube channel is all about? Yeah, well, we're both picky about food and in slightly different ways, but largely overlapping of where we're looking for very kind of meat and potatoes type type diet and we travel a lot to a lot of places around the world and we're about to travel to way many more so yeah um it was actually paul's idea that we put those two things together and create a vlog a travel vlog niche for picky eaters to help them discover you know restaurants that we would recommend along the way and that's easy for you to find stuff to eat yeah because yeah, we have exactly, trouble all yeah. the time so we've been to uh prague um vienna we went to San Diego, we're going to Dallas, we're going to uh, Germany, we're going to Italy, we're going to Singapore, wow. we're going to Dubai, we're going to Maldives. And the uh, list goes on and on and on. Oh my God. <laughs> this is just until the end of this year. Yes. That's insane. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. For the next like all months of the year we have uh, only november i think is free yeah we have right. free right. no i kid you not yeah. One all month months from now until december have a travel no but like in november like wow we're actually staying home like that's like, this, this is, is boring <laughs> this is boring oh, don't worry. something will fill in there yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll find some something to <laughs> just shove like, in well there. i guess we could watch tv i guess <laughs> <laughs> by the way who has a who actually is in charge of the remote control at home I, I have to know. Well, we don't. No, we don't. no, no. Someone is in control of the remote control. No, we share well. Oh, okay, we share do? really okay. well. And yeah. we usually watch TV together on, like, we decide together. We have shows that I watch alone. He has shows that he watches alone. Same as us. Same as us. And you then sure? when we watch it together, yes. we have, like, two or three shows that we actually watch together. So yes. we, we are the most 
perfect with the TV. Yeah, we're the same way. We actually, she has her shows she watches. I have my shows that I watch. And then it shows like she was like, hey, I watched this show. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it later on. But there's certain shows like we're like, no, 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 no. We have to watch them together. Yeah. You can't watch way. it. You no. have to wait till we sit down. Yeah. And then it's funny because then we'll watch it. We'll make comments and actually pause the show. We do too. And like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. You know, and then like, okay, I know he's such a, you know, whatever. And then we're like, okay, put it back on. It's just a good balance. We we have found good balance for most of the stuff that we do. Is there anything that we're still lacking? Like that we have to find a good balance? Aside from, you know, me. No, like, I, I won't be mentioning on the show Ooh, right I know, now. I know. I actually have to find a job that pays me. But aside from that. <laughs> what? You didn't get the check in the mail from Tiki Central? <laughs> no, I did not. I must I have did. sent it to the wrong address. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be so anyway, nice, but no. Anyway, so back to the show. Well, yes, this is a non-profit organization. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyways, let's talk to Justin about Disney because he actually said he's been to 11 of the 12 parks. So tell us about the journey that sort of started this whole process for you. So I went a few times as a child uh, to various parks, but it wasn't something that was kind of, you know, ingrained into me. But 10 years ago, I was at a conference in Orlando. I didn't even know where I was going to be. And uh, I was at the Swan and Dolphin near the Epcot Center in, in Walt Disney World. And uh, around midnight, I went and walked around this area called Crescent Lake, where it's got a, a bunch of resorts and it's midnight, and there's these families with children, and everybody's happy, and they're playing in the pool still at midnight. I'm like, this is the nicest, safest, happiest place in the world. So how does Disney and Tiki culture kind of uh, work together? Like, how do you how did you see this mesh when you were there, and you went to these different locations on in Disney? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, Disneyland itself in California was the first park. Actually, Walt built it, walked, walked in it. Uh, and he opened that in 1955. And around that time, you know, people were coming home from the World War. There was uh, that experience from the South Pacific and, you know, that growing tiki culture of, you know, it's the weekend. I want to go relax, have a drink, have some good times. Um, there was an explosion of backyard luau's, movies like Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Ooh, Elvis. And, uh, Elvis. and at the same time, um, Walt had taken a trip to New Orleans with his wife Lillian. Oh, wow. And in this little shop, he found this mechanical bird no bigger than my hand. Uh, and it would tweet and move its head and move up and down. And he thought that was fascinating. Like, how could this little figure have so much movement? So he brought it back to his um, Imagineers. And he said, you know, figure out how to make this work. And at some point, he set, decided to converge the whole emergence of tiki culture with a show based on moving bird figures and moving flowers. So right. Animatronics, sort of, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was originally called uh, the Tropical Serenade, but we all know it today as the Enchanted Tiki Room. Yes. And that's the show where you sit down and you look up and the birds sing a song with the music and the flowers come down and sing and the totems that are tiki on the side sing. So it's it's a mixture of all sort of South Seas Polynesian flair into a Amazing. really cool show that goes on to this day. Amazing. Actually, we did a little bit of research when we talked before about Disney. It's actually 255 animatronics that are in that place. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and actually, the the, the, the Tiana Room is actually the first time that they actually used animatronics yeah, in yeah. Disney altogether. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting. The one side of the tape is the actual music. And yeah. then other tracks of that multi-track tape are the movements. Yeah. Now they've digitized it these days, but it was really novel at the time to use music tracks on tape to coordinate, you know, flowers yeah, turning around and moving beaks open and closed and that sort of thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, yeah, they were so, always so ahead of themselves. Like, ahead of time. Like, their technology is insane. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
tell tell the story about I know it has absolutely nothing to do, but just how Walt was like powerful and envisioned stuff and made it happen. The story of the mountain. Oh, well, yeah, he was filming uh, in Zermatt, Switzerland. He was filming a movie called uh, Third Man on the Mountain, and he fell in love with the Matterhorn. And I think we all know, you know, the Matterhorn's a very distinctive shape. Yeah. And he sent a postcard of it home to his Imagineers, and he said, build this. The postcard had two words on it. Build this. Build Build this. this, Period. And if you look at uh, Disneyland in California, right beside the castle, there's a 200-foot Matterhorn with the world's first tubular steel roller coaster. So it was the emergence. So they they were inventing things as they went. The Tiki Room went on to make Lincoln possible at the World's Fair in 1965. So you had a, you know, a figure for the first time standing up and talking and giving a speech to an audience. Wow. Um, and then Pirates of the Caribbean and that sort of thing where, where uh, right, yeah. animatronics really took off. Wow. So Walt Disney, you said, like added the restaurant to Disneyland. So did the tiki culture kind of stop there, like on Enchanted Tiki Room, or did it go further from there? They carried the same tiki room over to Disney World, which was opened in 1971, Uh, But they also expanded that tiki theme into the brand new Polynesian Resort, one of the first two resorts in that massive area of of Walt Disney Resort. And it's, uh, you know, it's a mixture of different Polynesian themes. And there's tiki statues and a Hawaiian luau uh, style show and longhouses. And, you know, they had sailing and water sports and they had a volcano, like a fake volcano at the center of the pool as well. Um, So that, you know, they, they definitely kept carrying on the tiki culture within within Disney. Oh, very cool. I mean, that's the way Disney is, right? They're very over the top. Everything oh, yeah. they do is over the top. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no. And is there any other... That is my question, no, actually. Go for it. Is there any other Disneys around the world that you've been to that have the, the tiki, tiki theme stuff too? Yeah. Oddly enough, when I went to Tokyo Disneyland, they have their own version of the Enchanted Tiki Room. And it starts out the same way, except the birds are not singing in English. They're singing in Japanese, which oh, is an interesting yeah. experience. But then halfway through the show... Um, Stitch, a a big audio animatronic Stitch, bursts into the room and interrupts everyone and shuts (laughs) down the show and tells the birds to stop talking. And I couldn't follow any of it, obviously. It's all in Japanese. Japanese. It's hilarious. But it's funny to see, you know, tiki culture translate to yet another another culture, to another language even, or another culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. Are the drinks and stuff the same, or do they also... Well, uh, Disneyland, uh, Magic Kingdom, and uh, Tokyo Disneyland are all dry parks, uh, with with small exceptions. They've opened up now, so there's there's no drinks at any of those, and no. they, they're all a show. And there's there's like little, you know, stands outside for non-alcoholic drinks and things like that. But it's it's not. Uh, so inside the Tiki Bar, there's no booze. No, but I'll tell you what. What? There's been a resurgence of the tiki culture now in Disney. They brought yeah. it back in a big way. Uh, in 2011, in Disneyland Hotel, just outside of the Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California, they revamped the central courtyard and redid the pools and redid the restaurant. Wow. And the restaurant is themed tiki, and one corner of it is called Trader Sam's. So like Trader Vic's? Like Trader Vic's. I think it's you know it's partially uh, homage to Trader Vic's, but Sam, if you're on the Jungle Cruise... Uh, Sam is the, the the guy who's trying to sell you the shrunken heads, two of them for one no of yours. No way. <laughs> so it's sort of a merger of what you know with Trader Vic's. That's with, hilarious. With, uh, oh, my Trader God. Sam. So actually, uh, Craig, we brought you a glass oh, from one of, the, one of the oh special my God. drinks here. See, I love this now. This is happening more and more often now. People are bringing me things now. This is so cool. We brought you're, you. You're getting, you're getting very spoiled. spoiled. Yeah, exactly. We, this should stop. So when you go into the tiki bar, it's it's very cool because if you order any of these special drinks from the menu, and they have things yes. like the hippopotamai tai or the Krakatoa punch, 
um, mosquito mo- mojito. And these are all booze free. No, yes. these are all. No, 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 this, no, this no, 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 no. Oh, bar. okay, not, okay. Not, the, yeah. not okay. the show. This is the bar that opened 2011. Cool. And uh, when you order one of the special drinks there, something happens in the restaurant. So uh, for the Krakatoa, the glass here that we brought you, there's a, a, a volcano in the window, a fake, yeah. fake volcano off in the distance in the window. And when you order that drink, it starts to erupt. Uh, one oh of them, uh, a ship in the bottle starts to, you know, it starts to crackle and lightning goes off and the ship goes slowly down and sinks inside the bottle that's above the bar. Um, one, they bring out a big siren and then start spraying everybody with water and like it's a, <laughs> wow, you know, it's so tsunami's cool. going People hit. probably that's hate awesome. whoever orders that drink. They actually carried the same bar over to Walt Disney World in the Polynesian Resort, again, yeah. Trader Sam's. Yeah. And I remember um, sitting there the one night I was sitting at the bar with a bunch of other people and we're at the same level. And through the course of the hour, all of a sudden I got shorter and shorter and the person beside me was getting taller and taller. And it what? wasn't what was in the drink. It was the bar stools. Are very moving. slowly really grow and shrink in odd that patterns to kind of add insane. to the experience. That so, is fun. <laughs> I imagine after a few drinks, like, oh, dude, yeah. man, what's fun? Well, at first I asked the bartender, like, am I seeing things? Or <laughs> yeah, He's like, don't tell him. Don't tell how him. drunk am I? What how, was in the drink? How many drink? drinks? Or, yeah, I, what's in that drink you just gave me? Because all of a sudden I feel really Absinthe. small. Well, the, the drink <laughs> I was having was in the shape of a tiki mug of the uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Nautilus submarine. So it was about four drinks in one. Yeah. It was, it was a, that's a big, that's a large drink. That's yeah. enough to sink you in. And, a, and with the mug, it's, drink to shrink you, it's yeah. also like a $100 US drink. With the, oh, mug, the, the, the wow. take on mug, but yeah, so I thought maybe it was that, but no, it's it's the bar stools that were that, that's, that's probably made for like group of friends, not for someone alone to drink. I know, but I was there at a he was there so. and he's by himself. And I'm hey, not gonna ever recruit people around yeah, me to exactly. help us drink hey, from the bowl. Strangers, drink. come on over here, let's have this drink together, <laughs> shall we? Well, yeah. that is amazing. So the drink, you, the glass you brought me today. What's this? The, the glass you brought me today. This is the Krakatoa Punch. So it's uh, Sailor Jerry Spice Rum, Pirate XO Reserve Rum. Uh, almond syrup, Sam's Gorilla Grog, yes. hibiscus granada served in the souvenir tiki mug. Yeah. So if you don't say the word tiki, like you, you notice you said Sam's Gorilla Grog. So there's all, every tiki bar has its own secretive ingredients. So I'll bet you in this case, Sam yeah. actually probably has something specially concurred that's like, this is the grog that they make. I, I'm it, sorry, Craig, I didn't bring you the drink in the, the <laughs> mug. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at the airport, like, sir, do you have anything to claim? Yes, I have this mug. Uh, <laughs> This is liquid. In- yes, I know there's liquid in there, but trust me. Try it right here. <laughs> is that not good? Hey, is that not good? Come on now. Let me on the plane. No, it's like, I do appreciate the mug. It's amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. It's going to be a center point on the Tiki Bar. And actually, what we're going to do is we're going to take a picture of it and put it on the website for this episode. It is so cute. Everybody can check it out. It is so cool to see. And of course, if you're into Tiki Mugs or any kind of culture, all this stuff ends up on their bar. And it's just, they have stories. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's going to be another good story to have. You have the story for this mug already that you tell everyone that I barely knew you. Oh, so yeah. So here's the story. So Paula does the very first show with us. And uh, I can't even remember what it was. What episode was it again? 19. It's so funny how she knows exactly which one it is, eh? 19. That's the one I was on. It uh, is. <laughs> so on episode 19, we brought Paula in. And so then I'm, you know, I'm emailing her back and forth. Like, I'm working on the show, blah, blah, blah. I'm editing. It should be good. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. And she emails back. She's like, it's two days later. She's like, yeah, well, Justin was uh, down in California and he got you something from a tiki bar while I was there. And I'm like, I don't even barely know you. 
And I'm like, I don't even know Justin. I've never even met this guy. And I'm like, okay, he's already buying me things already. Like, this is amazing. So I do appreciate Justin. Like, No, you know, and, and he kept it all on. this time. He did not let me bring it to you my own. <laughs> no, no. He's uh, like, no, I'll give it to him whenever I see that's him. it. That's amazing. So uh, also, too, hey, so let's, ask, let's get back to what we're talking about here. Y'all. <laughs> so after Walt died in 1966, and we saw, obviously, in the 50s, we talked about in the show, Tiki kind of faded away. So did you see that Tiki... Sort of did it stop there? Like we talked about the Polynesian village, but I mean, is Tiki still going on in, in today and in, even in, in Disney? Yeah, the Enchanted Tiki Rooms live on. These two new bars that they developed, the Trader Sam's bars, uh, was 2011 and 2013. Wow. Very popular. There used to be a huge line coming out of them. The Polynesian Resort lives on. Um, sort of their adventure land is very much embracing Poly- Polynesian culture and all the parks that have it. Um, so it, it's alive and well. Tiki culture is alive and well, and I I've been known so to enjoy a, a few tiki drinks at uh, Disney myself <laughs> that you can remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they have a they have a version of uh, Long Island iced tea called Big Island iced tea. Uh oh, it's very dangerous. Very I'm good. sure. Well, if you've noticed anything from all the drinks, tiki drinks, there's like there's more than the actual legal limit of booze in a tiki drink. Did you know? I did not. So we're going to talk a little bit more about our famous bartender we talked about, which is Joe Salone. And uh, yeah, so he's the guy that made the uh, Suffering Bastard. And what happened to him after Cairo? So, well, after Cairo, in January 26, 1952, the Egyptian revolutionaries took to the streets and targeted symbols that were British oppression or occupation. Huh. So, of course, the world-famous Shepherd's Hotel that he's working at was one of the targets that they actually went after. And the building burned down to the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. Well, I guess I can't go to work now. Shit, there's no place to go. And what did he do? <laughs> Burning down the house, I guess. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so Salam's status was as confident as the world movers and shakers worked against him, actually. So what ended up happening was that the new regime saw him as a spy. Hmm. And so they actually put him in jail. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that damn bartender. He's got too many secrets. That's it. Put him in jail. By the way, I don't, I don't think I've ever mentioned, I, I, I don't think you've been on a show, but we mentioned one time that Nixon, okay, this is, I know this is way off topic, but Nixon actually was a Trader Vic regular after hours through the back door. Look at him. During uh, the, the Watergate situation. So I can imagine that the bartender that he, he, would, he would serve him knew a lot of information. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Boy, he could have worked you, with man. that. I know, he could have sold it. Yeah. <laughs> could have wrote a book. I would have. <laughs> That's right. So anyways, he uh, was left, uh, after a month, he was actually let go. They let him go. Like, okay, you're not a spy, you're just a bartender. Poor thing. Yeah, I know. What, what? Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a bartender, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one of those two. <laughs> there's something wrong with being a spy, right? That's true. And so the first opportunity he had, he grabbed his family and fled the country. Wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Hello, I'm out of here. He's I'm smart. done. I serve you guys booze, and this is what you do to me. Yeah. Really? Really? Bread Not and water? Not only that, like, I actually spend a lot of time mixing and matching these things to make it even better for you. And this is what you do. Yeah. Bastards. So, Shalom actually immediately got snatched by Conrad Hilton's. We know the Hilton's, right? Yeah. Chain. And actually had him build the new Puerto Rico hotel at that time. Hmm. Now, actually, with the success of the Puerto Rican Hotel, well, then Hilton's like, that's it. I need you to help build an open bar for me in Havana, Cuba, he did, New York, Berlin, London, Rome, and a dozen other cities around the world. And guess what? Every one of those bars had the suffering bastard. Of course they did. (laughs) 
It's the <laughs> one drink that he created, and the world actually knows. That's right. He's going to kick it everywhere he goes. Oh, yeah. And it was so famous, actually, that Trader Vic actually put it on his menu. Look at that. Look I know. at Vicky. It ended up in Tiki. Huh. Ended up in Tiki land. There we go. So that is our show, and there's also some information about the you know the suffering bastard in Shalom, and also too tons of information from Justin on Disney. Thank you very much, Justin, for coming in. By the way, thanks for having me. No, and also, oh, by the way, I just want to let you guys know. Not only did he bring in a mug, he also brought me in some stir sticks, which is you know that's the tiki thing to do. <laughs> but also too, he took pictures of the menu and brought it me in a copy. So now I've got some more things to play with. So you're going to see in my Tiki Bar some alterations or some, maybe some sort of spin-offs of these ones he brought me in. Ta-da! So, I, I think next time I come, you have to make me the shrunken zombie head. Oh, yeah. for sure. Let's do it that. It actually has 151 rum in it. So. Oh, I've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. No, no, no. <laughs> Who gave it to you? I bought that one, actually. What about Mark? No, so Mark brought me the Lemon Heart uh, oh. 151. Oh, oh. I already had two 151s already downstairs already in, the, in oh, my okay. repertoire. Ooh. And the cellar. See, people have wine cellars. I actually have a liquor cellar. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Look at that. Oh, it's a fine year of rum. It's going upstairs. We're going to crack that open. I have, Put that I on have, the rocks. I have, a, I have a facial product cellar. <laughs> it's true. Are you serious? I am. Ask Justin. Well, everyone has their own passion, but I didn't realize facial... So you and Norma are so alike. Like she's got, if you ask her for a lotion, she's going to ask you, well, is it for your hands? Is it for your face? Is it for your body? Is it for, uh, if you're just tanning? Is it for like, you know, if you're in the dark? Yeah. Is it for like, uh, you know, if you got cracks? Like literally she's got like 14, 15 different kinds of lotion. Of course. For whatever situation is. And she always has it on hand all times. In fact, <laughs> she'll get in my car. Sometimes your, your hands are dry. This is funny. She'll get in the car like after groceries or whatever. She's like, oh, my hands are dry. Do you have lotion in the car? I'm like, no. And she's like, gives me this look like... <laughs> You don't have lotion in your car. You idiot. I'm like, uh, it's a guy's car. Hello. No no lotion. And there's no Kleenex either. Oh. What she hates. Yeah. There's no Kleenex. There's, hey, no, no. If you are going to blow your nose, I have a napkin. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, Norma. Poor from, thing. From Timmy's. Here we go. <laughs> Those are not nice. They're, no, they're not exactly soft. They're no, not no. face they're not, appropriate. That's right. Face appropriate. No. Oh, my God. Uh, let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca or .com because I was just tired of people telling me that they can't find my website. So I'm like, screw it, I'm buying .com. Uh, anyways, on there you will see a page. Uh, on the main page is an episode. Is the recipes of all the new episodes we got going on. Paula has her page there. And by the way, there is a link to your guys' YouTube channel on there. Thank subscribe, you. people. Yeah, so subscribe, Woo-hoo. folks. It is an awesome video set. I mean, uh, I can't I can't explain how good the quality is. It's amazing. And uh, the places they went to were just breathtaking. I mean, the pictures just don't do any justice. He actually thought that we had a, a camera crew person like filming <laughs> us, and I'm like, no, it's all Justin. No, I know. I saw the stick. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, on there also, too, is a recipe page. There is also an episode page. So if you want to stream our show live, um, like on your car or whatever, that's how I do my podcasts. I listen to, not our podcast personally, but other podcasts I listen to. Uh, that's the way I do it in my car. And also, too, there is also a please do subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please. Uh, and that's how we actually get our show driven. There's no commercials if you know us on our, on our show. So it's all completely driven by subscribers. So on that note, uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add? Well, no. No. Thanks for so, having uh, me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. By the way, I just have to let, the note, let you know that Justin actually is in a dry spell, so you can only t- he only took a sip of his Jungle Bird that I made for him. That's but it right. did very ma- sad. 
<laughs> no. no, and poor thing, Craig actually made two different drinks for you today. The one that we're having, the, the bastard one, the and suffering the bastard. Bird, because and I heard he had a bad jungle bird, so I had to make him a good one. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> and it was good, like was last time. Good. Yeah, it was awesome. And he's he's suffering. He's a, he's a suffering bastard. He's right a now. suffering exactly. bastard. Exactly. So we'll name the drink after Justin. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> after the day that he had to try the two drinks with oh, a dry no, spell. just a sip i know poor oh. guy oh well, he'll come back he'll come back don't worry it's all good oh yeah all right folks we're gonna head off and oh, i guess i'll make a drink and uh <laughs> we'll go from there talk to you later bye bye, bye. well i don't know about you but i got informed guys hey guys where's my drink As the drinks continue, so does the days of our lives. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs>